celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Here's your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This is your favorite part of the show? Yeah, there's something on the microphone. Get those link cards out. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the show. This is where, well, it's like a crutch. We go to you. You see, you come to listen to us, and we're here to listen to you. 1-866-405-8405. That's 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? This is Joe calling from Burbank. Hey, hey Joe. Joe. Hey, Joe, where are you going with that gun in your head? <laughs> What's How up? Guys doing? We're doing I good. A, I have a question for you guys. Uh, we're ready. All right. When uh, me and my wife are, you know, in the room there, she has this dog, and... This dog, you know, we're we're together. This dog just stares at me and wonders what's going on. This dog, just, you talk like it's not even your dog. This dog, it's staring at you. Is yeah, it, it's lo- looking it, at me funny. I don't know if it's wondering what's going on and how to make uh, me feel. Oh, okay. Is this your dog or your wife's dog or your both dogs? Well, it's our. It's it's mainly her dog. Mainly it's her, her dog. pride and joy. Uh huh. Why does it bug you? Well, it just seems like someone's staring at me, and the dog's just <laughs> looking at me, wondering what's going on. Yeah, and, I wouldn't worry about it. And that. you wonder if he knows what's going on, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> but do, you, do you have an answer for that? All I can say is Judy has the answer for I'm blushing. For yeah. <laughs> Seven colors of red uh, right now. Um, I say it really just doesn't matter. Well, because yeah, but he, he, you know, the dog doesn't know what's going on. He probably thinks you're hurting her. You know, he doesn't know. He's just seeing this and doesn't quite know. You're what's not going to recommend that they remove the dog now, are you? Yes, I would. Yes, I personally, I'd say you know, put the dog in another room. Okay, we digress. Thing. Thanks for calling. All right, and we go to Baghdad, Iraq, where we meet up with Captain Philip Rittermeyer. Uh, he is the chaplain for the 64th Brigade Support Battalion. How are you doing today? Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Well, I wanted to get you on the phone to talk about Dean, who is your three-year-old Labrador, who you had, I believe, when you were here in the States, and you brought, as you were deployed, you brought to Iraq with you. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We adopted Dean. I adopted Dean about uh, about a month before our deployment uh, last fall. And what made you bring him along with you? Uh, I've done some work in the past with a uh, program out of the University of Missouri uh, called uh, Pet Power, and uh, we... As a civilian minister, I used my my dog to go into nursing homes and hospitals and visit uh, visit people. And just the reaction of the dog in a in a situation like that was just so overwhelming to me to see the the power of the therapy that a dog could provide. And uh, as I prepared to deploy and wanting to serve my troops the best that I could, I had the idea to take my dog with me. And after my wife said there was no way that that was going to happen, uh, I began looking for an alternative to take with us. And I uh, found Dean at a local shelter. And uh, he was uh, he's about the perfect dog you could ask for. So you went into the shelter with thoughts of adopting a dog that would be a therapy dog in Iraq? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was uh, the exact reason we adopted him. What was the general consensus? Was that okay? It was met with a little opposition at first. Uh, people that uh, people that I had talked to about it initially would say, "Oh, well, that can't happen. You know, that's not allowed. It's it's not in the regs." But uh, I I talked with uh, our mental health professional there at Fort Carson, and she actually said, "No, it is possible," and uh, helped me work through some of the uh, red tape. And my chain of command signed off on it, and. About a month before we deployed, I started bringing Dean to work with me, 
and it was instant. Uh, it was instantly noticed by all that uh, he was a welcome part of the team, and the soldiers just embraced him. And having him around was going to be a benefit. We knew that right away. So, so he's helped a lot of our soldiers. Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Every <laughs> every day, I have uh, dozens of soldiers that Dean and I are in contact with. That uh, you can see it in their eyes. You can tell it in their attitude. Um, they're just genuinely better off having spent a small amount of time of their day with with Dean. Is Dean the only therapy dog in Iraq? Uh, no, sir. No, the Army is currently in development of a therapy dog program, and they just recently deployed two uh, therapy dogs to country that have actually been through some very extensive training. Um, we didn't have much time, and uh, we, we tested Dean's temperament repeatedly. Uh, we tested him at some live fire ranges to see how he'd respond to, uh, to explosions and, and gunfire. And then, uh, then we just kind of winged it, and we're kind of learning as we go. But uh, yes, sir, there is a there is now a therapy dog program in the United States Army, and we have deployed two uh, two dogs that were trained by a civilian organization to do this kind of work. How long is Dean's tour of duty? Um, we are on fifteen month orders, um, so he's got uh, just about a year left right now. How is Dean reacting? Dean, in, uh, in typical Labrador fashion, is very attached to me, and uh, he seems to be happy as long as I'm around. Uh, he really loves the attention. Uh, he loves being around people. Um, certain people that have treats in their office, he makes sure he goes to visit those people on a regular <laughs> basis. And uh, he just seems as happy as can be. Uh, he just doesn't seem to know any different. He doesn't, I guess, realize what he's missing out on by not being back in the United States. Uh, Dean is a pioneer. Both of you have sort of opened the doors for more therapy, of course. Uh, yes, sir. The program was already started. I mean, these dogs were in training that are here now long before Dean and I even deployed. But uh, he's he's helped been a part of opening people's eyes to uh, what a dog like Dean can, can bring to a combat uh, situation. Are any of the soldiers allowed to bring their animals with them? Uh, uh, no, ma'am. No, um the regulations state that uh, no pets are allowed. They're not even. We're not even allowed to, uh, if we find an animal here, take that animal as a pet. Um, you could just imagine, uh, you know, three thousand plus soldiers all wanting to bring an animal along with them. It would it would be a little too much. And that's where Dean plays as kind of the surrogate pet for everyone. Uh, everybody sees him and says, "Oh, I miss my dog." But you know, if, if I can't have my dog, you know, Dean's the second best. And so he kind of plays the surrogate role for people who had to leave their pets at home because. Uh, most most soldiers have a, a, a pet of some kind, and uh, having to leave the pet is, is like leaving a member of the family. And so to have Dean here to kind of fill that role for him has been helpful for, for a lot of them. Does Dean do any sleepovers with the soldiers? Um, there's, there's on occasion times when I'm gone from the FOB uh, on missions that are overnight, and uh, there's there's certain soldiers in uh, in my company that uh, that care for Dean in my absence. And uh, he stays. He mostly stays in our office area. He's got a bed in there. We'll sleep in the night shift. We'll take care of him while they're in there because we have people obviously in our offices twenty four seven. And so he mainly stays in the office area when I'm gone, uh, and, the, and the soldiers on duty there take care of him. Does Dean have to wear any garb, any particular uh, uniform? Uh, during the day, no. Uh, for the most part, he just wears a uh, his collar, which is tagged on him, and. Uh, his collar does happen to be an ACU pattern, which matches our uniforms, and it does have his name on it, similar to uh, to our uniforms. But um, 
for everyday wear here on the fob uh, when we're in what we call uniform one, which is just our normal everyday uniform, he's fine in that. If we have to upgrade our uniform or if he's traveling um, outside of the outside of the fob, then he'll he wears a, uh, a protective vest um, similar to what police dogs wear. Um, it's a a Kevlar vest that would protect him from small arms fire or shrapnel should we be uh, attacked. Of course, our prayers are with you, and we hope you're home with us very soon. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time this morning. Captain Philip Rittermeyer, chaplain of the 64th Brigade Support Battalion, joining us. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hello, this is Don DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, and they'll always love you back. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry, lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know, that's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy, 1-866-405-8405. You want to check in with us today. On the way from HGTV, Rebecca Coles, she'll be helping us plant a pet-friendly garden. Also, world-famous, world-famous Russian dog wizard. That, of course, is Vlade answering your questions. Also at 1-866-405-8405. And don't forget about Glenn Close. We have her waiting on the line. You better answer it before she hangs up. Well, hi, Glenn. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Did we catch you at work? No, I'm back from work. I worked earlier today. You've got a grueling schedule, I understand, working on damages, right? Yeah, fun, though. Well, I welcome you to Animal Radio, and there's one thing I want to clear up first for all the listeners. Um, You've played some roles. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're going to say. Well, okay, let's let's just, uh, I want to list off what I remember. Uh, Of course, 101 Dalmatians, you terrorized puppies. Yes. Fatal Attraction, there was the bunny incident. And then uh, in damages, didn't you have a dog killed in the, the pilot episode? That's what's inferred. Okay. <laughs> I kind of am in denial about that. 
Glenn, how could you? Oh yes, I know. But we know different. You're you're very much the uh, animal lover, aren't yes, you? Yes, in fact, I'm feeding Bill and Jake as we speak. <laughs> Tell us about Bill and Jake. Oh, Bill and Jake are adorable. There's a woman called Elaine Sober, Sober who lives in McAllister, Montana, who for a number of years has um, bred this wonderful combination of terrier mixes, mm. and um, my family's had a lot of them. Uh-huh. So Bill and Jake are Montana Terrier mutts. <laughs> Montana Terrier mutts, okay. How old and are they, they? they go with me everywhere. Jakey's eight. He's actually my daughter's dog. And uh, Bill is six. So they go with you on the set and everything? Yeah, they do. Oh, how fun. They're, they're the uh, mascots of Steiner Studio. I have a nice room where they can stay, or I love to bring them down to the set if it's not, you know... If it's conducive, and we tape their little jingly collars so that uh, they won't disturb the sound, and they <laughs> everybody just loves it when Billy and Jake come. They don't ruin a take or anything, huh? No, I mean I've had two of my other dogs in movies with me, and they're so sensitive to you know to my every move and voice that they're it's, they act as if they're their highly highly trained dogs. So in some ways, I wish that Jakey had been my dog in the movie, but I don't think, I don't know if he, I don't think he could have been taught to bark. And stuff like that. <laughs> have they ever tried to sneak on the set during the filming and actually be part of the show? No, that, no. Would, that would never happen. <laughs> it would be hard, hard for them to get past all the people that would you know, waylay them before they got to the set. You're a dog person? I'm very much a dog person, though I also have two cats. <laughs> yeah, they're, probably, they're probably spoiled just as much as the dogs. I wouldn't say my dogs are spoiled. My dogs are extremely well-mannered. So um, they're, I guess they're spoiled in that I try to include them in as much as my life as possible. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, dogs love to be included. Definitely. <laughs> they, they kind of expect to go wherever I go and, and always this terrible look when they realize that they can't. Um, but they're very much uh, part of our life. I understand that your husband, uh, he makes diagnostic tools for veterinarians? He founded IDEX. IDEX, okay. Yes. I've heard of that. He founded that from scratch. I was my husband, and it was just inducted into the Biotech Hall of Fame, actually, just a couple of days ago. Yeah, a lot of animal diagnostics. Isn't he uh, heading a, a new venture, Fetch Dog? I want yes, to hear about fetch this. FetchDog.com. What is this about? It's it's a site, a website for dog owners, and it's going to be everything. It will be commercial. It will be community. It will be, um, you know, a lot of wonderful content, a lot of articles and research you can access. Um, I have a tiny, tiny part of it, and I'm, I'm, um, I have this little, I guess it's a blog called uh-huh. Lively Licks Profiles of Dogs and Their People. And um, I'm profiling friends and, and also people, interesting people who happen to be dog owners. What did you talk about on the blog? I, I asked them a series of questions. First of all, why, you know, when did you become a dog lover? Why dogs? Um, did you ever rescue a dog? Uh, kind of personal dog questions. And then I do silly things like if your dog wrote an autobiography, what would be the title? And if it, <laughs> if it played a musical instrument, what would it be? And if it drove a car and if it was a famous person, who would it be? And it's hilarious what people come back with because, of course, everybody has an opinion about what their dog would do. Of course. A few of those are, are celebrities that are joining you for that blog? Yes. Um, well, Ted Danson and his wonderful wife, Mary, uh-huh. they have three fantastic dogs. 
and they're one of my my first profiles. Um, Deborah Messing, who's married to one of our wonderful writers, Dan Zellman, they have a coton that they adore, and uh, so they've got, gotten onto it. Um, Sam Waterston, who's a friend from way back, people will, you know, of course, know from Law and Order. So I guess I'm just starting with my friends who happen to have dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and everybody loves to talk about their animals. Huh? They do, but also one of my early profiles is um, a guy called Steve Lanos, who's with the New York Bomb Squad, and uh, he he has a two year old lab called Duke, uh, who's a explosive sniffing dog, and it's kind of a great story because um, I've asked everybody to to identify a charity and then uh, ten items from our catalog. So if anybody through their profile buys an item, a percentage of that will go to the charity of their choice. And my choice is called Puppy Behind Bars. Puppy Ooh. Behind Bars. I've never heard of that. What, what organization is it's that? It's a what fantastic are... organization that uh, uses model prisoners in, um, in prisons um, to socialize puppies that they then feed into... Uh, dogs for seeing eye work, assistance, or explosive sniffing dogs. And it's a fantastic program because the humans get so much out of it and um, feel like they're able in some way to give back positively. Um, And the dogs, of course, bring this incredible presence into places that can be extremely bleak. Mm -hmm. And um, then they go on, the dogs go on to do, to save lives. And and Duke is out of the Puppies Behind Bars program. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful dog that that's, uh, works with uh, with Steve. Saving humans and puppies. A good organization. Now, if Bill and Jake were celebs, <laughs> who would they be? Well, Jakey would be the Dalai Lama. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and Billy would be Barney Fife. <laughs> <laughs> we have one of those in the studio, too. <laughs> So it's FetchDog.com. I understand the site is just launching. The site is uh, its just coming out. It's not officially launched yet. It it's, will be within days or minutes, and um, it's going to be very exciting when it launches. So I hope people will remember and will log on and, and check it out. And, of course, on FX. By the way, I think FX is doing a wonderful job. I really enjoyed the riches. Now, of course, damages. What can we look for? Anything you can tell us about? In damages? Yes. I would never give away the story. <laughs> this is our first year, and we're still waiting to hear if we're going to be picked up, and if, if we're picked up, when we'll be filming again, and you kind of everything else is kind of hanging in limbo until all that is uh, worked out. Uh-huh. Very fun. It sounds like you're enjoying your work and staying in touch with the animals. Check out FetchDog.com to see Glenn Close's Celebrity? Do we call it celebrity blog? Because no, I don't like the word celebrity. Yeah, I, I <laughs> just say it's not. No, really it's just a, it's just a, it's lover. just a blog, and I, I think I mean, as life has you know given me wonderful friends, a lot of them happen to be high profile, and so I just I'm going to them, but I I want to branch out into all kinds of. I mean, Steve Lanos is one, you know, to to learn about Duke and his work and and the work of of of. Of people like him, and Steve got a Medal of Valor during 9/11, and mm-hmm. and five units of of uh, canine units went in, and and uh, three of them didn't all come out. So they wow. they suffered heavy losses, and he's mm-hmm. uh, quite an extraordinary guy. And 
you know, as you know, has has developed this extraordinary bond with this with this dog, and they they work the you know like the big Yankee Stadium and the U.S. Open and any mm-hmm. any big uh, gatherings. There there you, there you'll find them. So. So we can tell people to check out Glenn Close's Lively Licks. Lively Lively Licks. Licks. That's right. Uh, Before we go, uh, quickly, Kyle Laurent, he's a nine-year-old out of New York City. Last year he raised $20,000 selling lemonade. $20,000 $20,000 selling lemonade? It must have been really good lemonade. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Or how much did he charge per glass? I don't know. Uh, well, I understand some of his uh, customers include, like, Donald Trump. So, ah, I see. Uh, who knows? He actually did that over the whole summer, and he took this money and he gave it to Canine Companions for Independence. Uh, this year, his activity is just about wrapping up. He has an eBay charity auction where he has uh, collars that he's sending out to get signed and returned, and he auctions them off for Canine Companions for Independence. Can we send you a collar? Absolutely. There you go. Exciting. Check Absolutely. You'll actually probably be the finale collar uh, for this. We see. We just found out today that Dean Kuntz's collar is at $300, so those of you that want to bid on it, head on over. Of course, there's a link right from the front of AnimalRadio.com. Glenn Close, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Lovely to talk to you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. Urinoff, finally, something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Drivers near Southern Illinois University have been noticing odd things about some of the roadkill on the sides of the area's highways. Some of the dead possums and raccoons have been dressed in pet or human baby clothes and have had their claws painted with nail polish. The roadkill stylist was found to be graduate art student Jessica May. 24-year-old May said she was interested in seeing if people would give more thought to animals if they were somehow given human attributes. I think this is my way of slowing down and paying homage to these animals, she explained. She doesn't find it offensive in any way, but she could understand how people who didn't understand her art might be offended. Asked about what health precautions she used, May said, I wear gloves, explaining that by the time she gets to her subjects, they're pretty far gone. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Coming up from HGTV, Rebecca Coles, helping us plant a pet-friendly garden. Also, hello, my name is Vladi. I'm back. Please give me a call now on 1-866-405-8405. I will solve any behavior problem in dogs, even with your dog. Hi, this is David Fry on Animal Radio. I want you to think about this. It's much more important what we learn from our dogs than what we teach them. 
This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hi, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. Do you want to live longer? Get a cat. New research shows that cat owners have a 40% lower risk of suffering a fatal heart attack with the added bonus that even if your cat is now passed on, you're still at lower risk of cardiovascular disease. Now the Minnesota University team is trying to determine whether it's the cats that are so soothing or whether it's simply that cat people cope better with stress. An Aussie mum taking her daily swim off a Queensland coast has had a lucky escape when what she thought was a floating log suddenly opened a pair of eyes and spouted water. Unlike all those Steve Irwin wannabes, Connie Verhayen is hoping that her close encounter with a crocodile is her last, adding that the nine-foot-long monster beast mustn't have been very hungry because it could have snapped her up in a heartbeat. That's not the only lucky escape this week. A pet panther escaped its Las Vegas enclosure, scaring the neighbours and attacking a dog. When police arrived, the big cat charged an officer, but stopped when his partner fired off three shots. The panther was recaptured and is now back with its owner, prompting the neighbours to suggest that perhaps pet laws should now exclude such animals. The dog's doing fine after receiving vet care. Russia's Marinsky Ballet has forced its biggest prima donna into retirement. A donkey called Monica, who spent the past 19 years performing in productions of the ballet Don Quixote. According to her handlers, Monica adored her starring role, especially the applause, and knew the exact time to appear on stage, even without someone to guide her. A dog living in a Buddhist temple in southern Japan has captured world attention since he started to pray. That's right, the 18-month-old Chihuahua cross called Conan's No Barbarian. He started imitating the monks and now draws tourists wanting to see him sit up on his hind legs, put his front paws together and pray in front of the altar. Might have something to do with the fact that he gets fed right after prayers. And lastly, two Canadian would-be exterminators are praying they'll somehow avoid prosecution after their failed efforts to kill gophers resulted in a $200,000 bushfire. Despite a ban on fires in the Tinder Dry region near Calgary, the pair fired up a device called a Rodinator, which uses a mixture of propane and oxygen to kill gophers and collapse their tunnels. Except this time the men used too much gas. Kaboom. Score one for the Gophers, none for the Canadians. I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. For more international animal news, go to PetTalkRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio news update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hey! 
You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. PetGadgets.com. If you're looking for innovative and high-tech pet products, PetGadgets.com. Unique and high-tech products that you won't find at your local pet store. PetGadgets.com. Find the latest products that will make life easier for you and your pet. PetGadgets.com. Everything from massage beds to a remote-controlled tennis ball launcher. PetGadgets.com. Be top dog in your neighborhood. Shop at PetGadgets.com. Welcome back. It's Animal Radio, you lucky devil, you. Hal and Judy hanging out. You always are dancing to this. Well, you play this music. I really get into it. 1-866-405-8405. Between this week and last week, our phones have been ringing off the hook. Mostly about Vlade, the world famous, i got to get this right, the <laughs> world famous Russian dog wizard. And he joins us again. Vlade, how are you doing? Thank you. Thank you very much. Um... It's my pleasure to be back. America, if your dog takes you for a walk, barks nonstop, chew you out of your house, I am your man. I am the answer. I will come to the rescue you from your own dog with fun, laughter, and information. We will here fix every problem in your dogs, even in your dog. You know, we got... Serious. An animal radio network across the globe. Call us. Email us. Our line is 1-866-405-8405. You know, I am yours. Now? <laughs> okay. I just want to say that between last week and this week, we got a lot of calls. One of the calls, strangely enough, a lady asked if you were single, if you were a single man. You know, I'm almost single because my my wife is just acquitted me, and she lives in Southern California nowadays. Acquitted you? <laughs> is there? There's not anything. You don't have a restraining order out or anything. anything no, you? I don't. I don't. It's just you know that's so difficult economical situation here in Michigan. So she found a job there, and I think about maybe it's time for me also move to close to the Hollywood. Oh, well, I think it is because I was unlucky. You know, I just. Uh, you know, I moved uh, directly from Russia with rough from love, I mean, to the metro Detroit, to the Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. one 405 Hi, who's this? Hello, this is Sandy. Hi, Sandy. How you doing? Pretty darn good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Washington State. Thank you for listening. You are on with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. That's right. I have a question for you today. Um... I've been boarding my dog in this new pace, and, uh, of course, the dogs are all, there's always barking there. And before, if he needed something, he would put his head in my lap and look at me, and I'd ask him what he wanted. It was a toy stuck under the bed, or he had to go outside, or he wanted to treat or something like that. Now it's incessant loud barking. So your dog is barking in your home or uh, barking where? 
He's barking in the home. He barks when I take him for a ride in the car. Okay, let me give you a very easy solution for that, and you will be amazed how easy it is. Uh, all what you need to do to go on our website, which is uh, vladi.com, V-L-A-D-A-E, and we have an amazing device by the name Pet Convincer. What it does, it's air technology. You push the button, it sounds like this. But it comes like harmless air, comes out, and it's going to startle your dog from any bad behavior, even from the barking, you name. I've seen people use, like, dust-off, which is like a... To, to clean computers and keyboards. Uh, can you use it that? Is a very bad, it is a very bad idea, because it is a very harm uh, gases in. So you should not do that. You can really injure your dog. Thank you, Sandy, for calling. We wish you the best of luck with that. Let us know how that works out. We're still seeing if Vladi's tips still work. If they work, you know, we'll keep them around. If they don't, you know, off. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Sandy. My dogs, my tips works with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile. Why Detroit? Why did you pick Detroit? You come from Russia. Why not New York? Why not L.A.? Why did you go to Detroit? Oh, ask me. I did not decide anything. American government decided for me. I think they decided for the two simple reasons. Of course, they want me to help, uh, you know, to get to know America faster. So they thought it's going to be easy for me to go to Detroit because I, I think the weather, it's so, it's so cold here. Like, like it's back in Siberia. I feel it every day. So, and the number two reason, you know what? In Detroit, gunshot here in Detroit as the doorbell you know it's like it's like it's, it's like back in Moscow it's like back in Moscow so I used to to this type of environment very, very quick let's go back to the phones one 405 8405 hi who's this Christina Hello, Christina. Thank you for calling me. And sorry for my accent. I mean, a lot of people think it's a Michigan accent. But it's a, it's a canine accent. I speak doglish, which is dog language, much better than English. But go ahead. What is your question? Um, I have a chihuahua, and he okay. doesn't get along with other dogs. Ooh, one of those. Chihuahua. Couldn't you get a real dog? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chihuahua doesn't get along with another dog. So, okay, it was your own dog or was another dog somewhere else? Um, other dogs. He gets uh, along with his sister, but that's it. Okay, do you get along with your sister? Uh, no. Let me help you very quickly to solve this problem. It's uh, basically very simple uh, things uh, to do. I want you to buy a little crate. Uh -huh. And I would like you, I want to make sure it's open crate, it's not like a wired crate, it's not like the plastic one. Just right. get the smallest, like smallest one, like for the cat. Put the chihuahua in the cat in your house and bring some in other dogs, like one dog at a time, very nice dogs, like, you know, maybe uh, Labradors, Goldens, like typical Democrats dog who loves everybody, think everybody is a good guy and things like that. Um, and you know what? When they come in your home, your Chihuahua is going to bark. I got to tell you that she will bark. So, thank you. So what you need to do, you need to momentarily uh, approach the Chihuahua, to the crate, excuse me, uh, smack that crate slightly with your right or left hand. Don't raise your hand because your goal is not to scare. Your goal is to startle, to make that chihuahua think or worry about something else than worry about another dogs. Make that my famous sound. Ah! Emit the sound as you smack the crate and you make that sound. Ah! 
And what you need to do, you need to move forward at the same time because moving forward is invasion personal space. It's a sound of dominance on your part. You startle the dog and freeze and look in the dog's eyes. What you're going to do, your dog would look at you and say, Oh, mommy, I didn't even know I, w- I was supposed to bark. So once your dog shuts up, you will momentarily look in her eyes and say, and give her something positive, a lot of positive, maybe American cheese. I'm not kidding. Uh, American dogs love American cheese. <laughs> or a Polish or Russian kalbasa uh, without vodka, please. Just Polish or Russian kalbasa with garlic, which is much better. And the dogs can betray its own mom for the Polish or Russian kalbasa. So give it to her. Every time when she is accepting another dogs and correct her in this way when she doesn't. Bring two opposite things at the same time and bring a couple of different dogs. I guarantee you it's going to work as the magic. Okay. Once you tolerate another dogs in the crate, you can bring the same dogs and from this time maybe have her on the leash. Maybe in right. the beginning if you're afraid she can snap another dog, maybe you want to put a little bit muzzle on it, but I don't think you're going to get into that. I mean, I, I think your chihuahua is smart enough not to bite big goldens or laps. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for calling. Okay. People, when you have the problem, you know, you always have a two way of handle this problem. Or keep complaining about the problem and focusing on the problem, which is much easier, or take actions, which is much harder. But we gotta, we gotta take the actions, and that's the, that's the major point of dealing with any behavior problems in dogs. 1-866-405-8405. The err that Vladi's been talking about. I believe, by the way, it is trademarked and registered there. My wife now uses that on me whenever I'm bad. It really gets my attention. We'll be back with more with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, exclusively on Animal Radio. Okay, so your pet is just a little bit overweight. We've, we've come to determine that maybe your pet is obese. Uh-oh. And, you know, there's a lot of activities you can do with your dog and cat if they're mm-hmm. overweight. Obviously, a better diet is is very important. I think that's the first place that's to start. The first place you yes. need to start, but also working out. I know we walk our cats here at the Animal Radio Ranch. <laughs> they actually go. Uh, one of them goes on a leash. The others really uh, obey like a dog. I think these are traits that are hard to train, but for some reason we've been doing it for so long it actually works. But there's other things that you can do to to work out those animals. We have expert on. He's an animal health and wellness expert for humans and for pets, so he can help us both. And he is Michael. Rhymes with Porsche, Torsha. Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Let's get down to some practical tips here. Okay, I have a big dog. What kind of things should I do? A lot of walks, obviously, right? Well, depending on the the health condition and the age of the dog, start with some short walks. If it's an elderly dog, it may have arthritis, may have some hip problems because of the structural changes. But, yes, start with brisk walks. I would recommend at least a 10-minute walk um, at least three times a day. Make sure that that time is totally dedicated to your dog. I mean, so many times I've seen in various neighborhoods, because I live in a residential area, where I see people dragging their dog down the street while they're on their BlackBerry or their phone, and they're not paying attention to their pet. Their their dog wants to go out not just to eliminate, but to, to bond and spend time with you and give them love, give them nurturing, and they'll be healthier and happier. 
and they'll eat less because a lot of times animals, cats and dogs, will both have separation anxiety and they're frustrated and they'll eat more than they should. And the same thing goes with human beings. Won't you really be healthier, too, if you put down the BlackBerry for a second and just spend some time with your pet? I mean, uh, you need that time in your day. Yeah, you know what? It actually will psychologically, I mean, it's just proven studies from major universities over the years that, you know, if you have uh, you know, a dog or a cat, you can live uh, 8 to 10 years longer. Because the fact that that nurturing gives hormones, secretes hormones, the endorphins and other hormones, they're healthy. It's a loving feeling. Instead of the negative depressive hormones being secreted, you have the, the endorphins flowing that help heal the anti-inflammatory, the feel-good hormones. So you have a healthier attitude. And I think that's a key element. Yes, that's right. You need to spend quality time because it will reflect back to your health. If we can't walk our dog, take him on a walk, are there other exercises that we can apply? What I do with people that have a treadmill, I teach them how to get their dog and their cat accustomed to being around the treadmill. They're familiar with it. And uh, what did I you say you just treat. said cat, right? <laughs> cat on a treadmill. Let me uh, just make sure I heard you right. Yeah, yeah, cat. Well, with the cat, it's interesting. Cats like anything that kind of drag and kind of dangle. So what I do is get a string with elastic, attach it to um, a, a little you know fuzzy toy that has fresh catnip, and I dangle it from the handle and let it come down just low enough so they can just about reach it and hold the kitty carefully from the back and it walk slowly towards it, and it's bouncing, and I make sure it keeps bouncing. And they keep pawing at it, and then finally, after a while, I just face towards them from the front of the treadmill, mm -hmm. and I talk to them, and they start walking a little faster, and I give them a little bit of a treat, and they walk a little faster and faster and faster. All of a sudden, I have the kitties jogging. Same thing <laughs> with the dogs. With the dogs, I talk to them, I give them a little bit of a treat. Sometimes, if it's an older dog, I'll have the dog sit just put the front paws on and have the treadmill on a very low pace, like one mile an hour. And it'll do like little walks with the front legs. Eventually, I start to get the hind legs up on there, and they start walking. No leash, because that's unsafe. It's bad for their, their structure, their spine. And they basically stand over them and let them walk between me. And before you know it, I have them walking at a fast pace. And then every few minutes, I give them a little bit of a healthy treat, and they go on there. I had dogs on there for a half hour, 45 minutes, and they're having fun. Wow. And um, it's great. So if you don't have time to walk in your area or you don't have a park, you can certainly invest in a treadmill, which would be great for you and your pet, whether you have a cat or a dog. How do they know? let you know when they're done? Well, you know, you can <laughs> tell just like a human. I mean, there, there's, there's conditioning. I mean, usually when you can tell when a cat or dog is overweight, is you, if you can feel their ribs, uh, for a dog, it's the thickening of the tail, base of the tail, also the protruding of the stomach, same thing with the cat. Um, so, but basically, you can see when they start to get winded. You don't want to get them on there more than maybe a minute or two in the beginning, and then gradually work up to 10 minutes. Uh, 10 minutes is fine, especially if you're going at a nice pace. And if you did that, you know, three times a day would be great, especially if the, the animal is out of shape. If it's not, I'd say at least once or twice a day would be great because it's contagious because every person I work with ends up going on the treadmill. And their cat and dogs can't wait to get on. In fact, <laughs> one time I, I came home and my dog wasn't at the door. And I went to look for him and he was standing on the treadmill. And he was hitting the bar with his paw. And he's a 158-pound Roddy. 
Uh-huh. So he was trying to turn it on. <laughs> but be careful. Make sure you unplug it when yes. you're not around. Yes. Well, you know, I'm thinking that when the the big fad was to train your kitties to use the toilet, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to have to fight for the bathroom with my cat. Yeah. Same thing with my exercise equipment. Uh, so we'll have to add a little kitty treadmill. Uh, oh, boy, that's a new product. I bet we could make millions on that. They little are, kitty treadmill. They already make little dog treadmills. No, they do. They actually yes. do it with, with fencing on the side of it. Really? Yeah, they do. It's adorable. Um, it's absolutely adorable. The, the key thing is that if you're going to use a treadmill, make sure that it's not one of those very short, collapsible ones. Those are very dangerous and can easily be hard for the pet to fall off. You want to make sure that you're guiding your dog on it at all times or your cat because you want to make sure they don't get hurt. That's very, very important. Of course, you can learn more at HealthyPetNation.com. Now, of course, this being radio, it's kind of hard for you to teach people how to do this. But but NBC's Today Show will feature you Friday with Taylor and Abby. You're actually going to teach them how to walk on a treadmill. So you can actually see this on TV, right? Yeah. I'll be on with Joe Rappaport, and I'm going to take two dogs. One is Taylor. A golden retriever that was rescued. She was in an accident when she was younger, and she has severe arthritis. Mm-hmm. And Abby is a uh, also a rescue that is blind and is overweight. And I'm going to show how to introduce two dogs to a treadmill and never working with these dogs before. And with two disabilities that would most people would think it'd be even hard to get them to walk. Fitness expert Michael Torsha joining us. That's all we have time for this hour. Remember to spay and neuter, always adopt, and never declaw. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Animal Radio Network. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Here's your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Almost didn't make it back to the microphone in time there. You had me worried. I thought I was going to do the show on my own. (laughs) Well, I'm back. Good. And on the way, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. I'm glad you got that right. Yeah, you got to say world famous. He gets really irked if you don't say world famous. Every time I mess it up, it's this look on his face. He goes, ah. That's what he does. If you want to talk to him, by the way, 1-866-405-8405. He's on the way. And also on the way from HGTV, your favorite channel. Yes, it is. I watch it 24-7. Rebecca Coles will be joining us. And she's going to be telling us, well, how to plant a pet-friendly garden. Also, she has some organic flea treatments. Cool. Instead of putting those nasty chemicals on your animal. Uh-huh. Let's see. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. Let's clear some lines. What do you say about that? Line one. Why not line two? No, take line one. Trust me. Hi, who's this? Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How you doing? Good. Where, where are you calling from? Richmond. Rich, as in Virginia? Yeah. Wow, big Virginia day today. Everybody's listening in Virginia today. I have a question about my cat. About your cat. Okay. Go. My cat follows me in the bathroom when I'm brushing my teeth and just stares at me. <laughs> Wait, when you're brushing your teeth, the, the cat's yeah. staring at you, huh? And then sometimes I notice my toothbrushes moved or like he's nibbling on my oh. bristles of my toothbrush. Is Uh-oh. that normal? <laughs> We've got one of those here that actually takes the toothbrush and runs around the house with it. <laughs> well, do you, do you mind sharing uh, your toothbrush with the cat? Um, Maybe a little. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
he wants me to brush his teeth? Maybe. Ooh. Maybe he's trying to brush his teeth on his own. That's that's not a bad idea. Can you brush uh, Kitty's teeth, Judy? You can, but I would recommend getting a Kitty toothbrush. <laughs> A, a different toothbrush. Yeah, d- yeah. I wouldn't share. I, you know, it's a personal thing. It reminds me of that Seinfeld so. episode where the the girlfriend dropped the toothbrush on the toilet. Oh, and I, <laughs> yeah, don't know yeah. why it does. Well, you know, I understand you can't use toothpaste though. No, you don't want you don't want to use human toothpaste. Oh, okay. Because human toothpaste it, it has detergents and stuff like that, and what it does is it actually foams up, and, mm. and it could cause stomach irritation because when we brush our teeth, we spit it out, yeah. and we all know that. Cats can't spit. They can't. No, thank God. We've got too many cats around here. Don't teach them how to spit. <laughs> Is there a certain toothpaste or, or something? You can, for them? you can go online or go to any pet store and you can find special toothbrushes and special toothpaste formulated for cats and dogs. They also have these great little toothbrushes that you, they're like rubber and you actually put them over your finger. It's a finger oh, yeah. brush that you can get in and around their gums and stuff. And... Another thing to help their their teeth is to get a dry food, which is an oral care type of food, and that'll help remove some of the plaque in between. That brushes. sounds a lot easier than okay. than jamming a toothbrush in in, well, in your kitty's mouth. For most, but this I think this I think her kitty's ready. In, in this particular case, you can yes. get get your kitty its own toothbrush. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and practice a little bit. And, okay. Okay. There you go. Calling from Richmond, we appreciate it. Why don't you have that that accent, that Virginia accent? Yeah. Oh, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Thanks for calling today. Thank you. Bye. that time of the year again and we bring back our friend rebecca coles from rebecca's garden and of course seasons magazine hi rebecca how you doing i'm doing great how are you very well you're on your cell you're not driving now are you uh, no, I'm not. That's one of the multitasking duties I haven't been able to master yet. Yeah, you know what? Because I've got the computer on my lap, the phone in my hand. Yeah. And you're doing your makeup. And yeah, yeah. Just did that before I went on, so I'm looking really good right now. <laughs> well, I'm planting my garden again. A few years back, I lost the garden because I overwatered it, but you hit me to that. Just Don't need kindness. The... Yes. Yes. Don't water it that's... every day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem. That's and that, a problem. that's the beauty thing about seasons is that you get a chance to start over every year. Making a yard that there are plants that our animals can actually enjoy with us, like, for instance, you actually feed your dogs tomatoes. Is that correct? <laughs> well, you know, my mother told me this years ago, and, and people have thought I was nuts. And I am now I get enough people who have tried it to that, that say it actually works. What happens with female dogs? They, they don't need to look for bushes or trees when they go out and do their business. They squat anywhere right on the lawn and, and they leave a very, a very, um, a brown spot, which we, we know it burns the grass. Uh-huh. What happens is if you feed your dog a one to two tablespoons of tomato juice a day, or I, I give my dog cherry tomatoes, it prevents, for some reason, it, it, it lessens the toxicity of the urine. So it eliminates the brown spots. Now, I thought my mom was nuts, and I did try it because I had the bigger animals, and I tried it, and it actually worked. And several people who have tried it say it works like a charm. I talked to my vet about it, and she said, you know, it's vitamin C, it's fiber, it's not going to hurt the dog. Keep doing it if it works. And I swear it works. Parsley, is that good for your pets? 
pubs, it's actually good for their breath, believe it or not, um, <laughs> as is mint, if they can, if they'll eat mint. Uh-huh. But, um, uh, and, and you know, you know, when it comes, when you're thinking about landscaping with your animals, that's another a thing that people don't do is they just they come up with these ideas. They don't take the dogs or animals into consideration when, in fact, you know, the dogs are going to come up with a pattern. They're, they'll, they're going to have like a racetrack that they every day will probably follow. And, and a good landscaper, a good gardener is going to watch their pets, and they're going to design gardens around the pets. So, so keep uh-huh. that in mind if you're gardening, to watch them, let them establish a path, make that path part of your garden. When you're planting, plant in mass. Don't plant a single little tree here. Don't plant a single little hosta. Animals will stay out of areas that have um, massive amounts of plants rather than just single plants. They'll go right over it, and it has something to do with their depth of field. And I can't tell you exactly what that means, Uh but it actually makes a big difference. Sure. And to protect all of these plants that we put out there, we don't want to put any harsh pesticides on them. Because no, the and, you know, that's that's what really saddens me more than anything. Because you know, pets will go out; they've got their pads on their feet. Those pads will absorb any chemicals, whether it be herbicides, pesticides, or even fertilizers, through their paws. So, you know, why in the world anybody would arm themselves with toxic chemicals who have pets? I don't understand. And there's so many great organic alternatives. And, you know, and one thing that I try to tell people is, you know, we, we Americans are now obsessed with, with perfection. And it's killing people. It, it's killing people. It's killing pets. There's no reason for it. And so I just say, don't use it. Um, clean your potting shed out now. Get rid of anything that's considered toxic. And remember that a lot of those, those products we use, um, can't be thrown in the trash can. They're considered hazardous waste, so you have to dispose of them through city dumps or city drop-off sites, and and then go back. and When you need to fertilize, use organic fertilizers. They're very safe. They do a fabulous job. If you're worried about um, crabgrass, don't use the pre-emergent. Instead, use corn gluten, which is a byproduct of cornstarch. That will prevent the crabgrass from coming up. Wow. It's a little slower in its effective uh, in its. Um, um, effectiveness, but it, it works. And we'll post all these little tips at animalradio.com. Of course, we are with Rebecca Coles, no stranger to Animal Radio and Rebecca's Garden on HGTV. In just a second, when we come back, Rebecca's going to tell us what you can use as flea deterrents instead of putting that poison on their, their neck every year. Actual organic deterrents. Yeah. That, that's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Stick around. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. 
They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Hi, this is Clive Sears from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pet. We are with Rebecca Coles from Rebecca's Garden and, of course, Seasons Magazine, a great publication you should pick up if you're into the gardening thing. I wish I had the time. What a great gig you have to play in the oh, garden. I, it is a great gig. I get play, paid to plant petunias. I mean, there's nothing better. Every year we have to deal with the fleas, depending on what side of the country. Some sides of the country, you're dealing with it year-round. Yeah. What yeah. are some natural ways that we can deter fleas from our pets? Okay, well, here's some, something that, you know, and you, you write this down, you can put it on your website. Um, essential oils are, are very good. You don't want to use them full strength. But if you look at eucalyptus, tree tea, lavender, citronella, lemon, and cedar, any one of those essential oils will repel fleas. So what you want to do is, is you can buy these at the co-op or a health food store. You take about 10 to 20 drops and you drop it into 16 ounces of water. Mix it up really well, and then put it into a mister, and spray your dog every day, working well into the coat. Not only will they smell good, but it will help repel fleas. Also, look for pet shampoos that have a natural substance called neem, N-E-E-M. It's from the neem tree. It's a natural oil which kills fleas, which is always good. Um, also, if, if, if your pets have maybe bedding at home, you can create, um, you can take some of the dried herbs like mint, cedar, penny royal. Um, you can add them to their bedding. And so when they come in, that will also help to either deter fleas. You can um, steep them in hot water and then let it cool down, strain it out, and rinse the, the animal's coat with that after a bath or something. That will help. And, you know, that's what's so cool. There's, nature has provided us with so many natural opportunities to take care of, of what we consider problems. Uh, chrysanthemums, they contain a chemical that deadens the nerves of fleas. So wow. it actually works very well. Now, uh, and you're finding all, a lot of that in flea powders. So when you, if you're going to use a powder, try to find something that's a little more natural. The extract is pyrethrum pyrethrum, which is spelled P-Y-R-E-T-H-R-U-M. Hey, isn't that what's uh, in my head and shoulders? That could be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Not anymore. That's what it is. It, it comes from the chrysanthemum. Huh. Yeah. Good. Anyway, so, so there is a, there, you know, just uh, widen, your, widen your horizons. Look for things that are natural. You can go online, too. There are all kinds of recipes that you can come up with. 
that uh, you can make yourself, or if you check out any, you know, a lot of the health food stores will are now carrying products specifically for pets that are all organic, all natural. And, you know, again, what I try to tell people is, um, you know, when we get sick, we don't run to the doctor and and say, we need antibiotics because I've got a cold coming on. We try to do what we can to take care of ourselves with natural remedies. Uh It might be chicken noodle soup. It might be drinking more tea. Think naturally. Try to do things holistically. And if and when it gets really bad, that's when you, you, you go to the doctor. That's when you go to the vet. And that's when you get help. Um, so do what you can naturally, and the key is to stay on top of it early. Prevent it from becoming a problem. How can I sign up for the newsletter? Um, well, you can go to uh, garden.org. This is the National Gardening Association, and mm-hmm. there is a, um, a subscription page there. You just type in your email. I put it out once a month. Um, it's not only information on pets, but I have Q&A. You can send me a question. I always have some fun, timely information. Also, in the magazine, you can just go to RebeccaColes.com and send me any question or take a look at the magazine. If you want any of your listeners who are interested, um, I will send them. Buy one, get a free gift subscription. Very, very good. Hold on one second. What we'll do is we'll put a link from AnimalRadio.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. www.RebeccaColes.com. And Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Have a great day. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. You could see Judy lip syncing this. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Too bad this is radio, huh? 1 866 405 8405. It is Animal Radio, America's most listened to pet talk, thanks to you. You and your animals crowded around the radio every weekend. Celebrating our connection. We actually have, you're giving a, a cat right now, Boog the Studio Cat, a, a little neck rub, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm multi-talented. 1-866-405-8405, another multi-talented person. That would be Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard who really uh, has no faults whatsoever. I can't think of a fault you have, Vlade. No, I have a more answer than you have a question. So give me another question to answer. Okay, what is the secret to your success? How can I be like you? What is, what is it? You cannot do that because you didn't have a so great teacher and don't, and you were not bred so well like I were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Russian. My secret of success is uh, communication. I do speak to the dogs in their own language. See, a lot of people in this country talk to their dogs in their own language. They speak in English, but the only language their dogs speak is Doglish. I initially learned that Doglish, that language which consists of the sound, body posturing, uh, imitation of ton- voice tonalities, um, with uh, from my absolutely mute and deaf dog trainer mentor from Russia who explained to me how we use a whole body as the machine, as the not the machine, as a total communicative tool to communicate to the dog. Uh-huh. So uh, I am the dog trainer who howl, growl, and bite. Of course, I'm not using my teeth because my teeth is not as good as uh, dog's mom. I don't think Americans already have got to the point to bite their dogs yet. But we can People, we can really imitate it. We really do. For the successful communication, I'm very serious about that right now. We have everything what the dogs have. 
all that we don't have is the tail, but we have a, a lot of things. So we can really say the dog instead of saying good boy, good girl. So I believe, you know, you know, especially my ladies' clients always confess them. You know, they're their men, their husbands, boyfriends cannot praise well their dogs, and they can't even say they say me they can't even praise well us as well. So we saying good girl, good boy <laughs> in English, which is an endoglish is a sound imitate like. Which is that's a canine mom is praising its own child by opposite instead of saying no 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 I truly believe most the dogs in this country believe their word no is their nickname ah. because people used it so many times without any consequence like you know we use the canine way of disapproval ah, which is imitating. And if you will combine it with the body language forward, as you say, which is invasion of personal space, and the fro be, be frozen, as you said, because the dogs bite each other after they freeze. So everything together create the message. You know what? You got to stop of doing, otherwise consequence is going to come. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Let's go back to the phones. Hi, who's this? Oh, hi, this is Melanie. Hi, Melanie, how are you doing? Hi, Melanie, you have a beautiful name. Well, thank you very much. First of all, I have to say, Hal and Judy, this is such a great show. Thanks. And, Vladi, I have learned so much. I didn't realize I didn't know how to speak doglish. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you. From the bottom of my Russian dog wizard heart, I really appreciate you putting the good words. Well, my little poodle mix... Um, jumps on people's legs as they enter the door, which is kind of embarrassing when if the ladies have stockings on and whatnot. I don't know how to you know how to stop her from doing that. Oh, this is just this is just you know so simple, Melanie. Your poodle, poodle in general is the PhD of the dog kingdom. <laughs> you know they're smarter. They even smarter than German shopper. And take it from me because I'm German shopper person. Uh, poodle also is very independent. He's not Democrat. He's not Republican. He's very independent. He's on his own mind, and they learn just just like that. So all what you need to do, you can do it with no expenses at all, or you can maybe get a little bit sophisticated tool, I will tell you where to get it, for no expenses at all. Just, you know, go to the... Uh, do you drink pop? Soda? No. Thank you uh, if you drink vodka. Not very much. Pop. So buy maybe a couple of half of the su- size pop cans, maybe fru- uh, just pour out this water and put five, six, no more than that, pennies. Not coins, pennies, okay? Right. And put it in and uh, tape it uh, so it would not be... I want to create it's a very, very light product. It would be like almost like nothing, okay? Right. So it should be uh, like pop can, very light one, and a couple of pennies, not coins inside. And at any time he jumps on someone, because you remember, you know, if the dog jumps on the rose bushes, what's happening? You know, Mother Nature knows how it works. The rose bushes biting him. So you need to use the same approach. If he jumps on someone very suddenly, toss uh, this uh, pop can. You can toss it on the floor. If you do even touch his shoulder blade or paw, it, no big deal because it's no matter what you toss. You can toss the brick, hopefully not, and, uh, you know, injure, hopefully not. The dog will learn nothing. Or you just can use the canine language as you can toss it and make suddenly move forward as you make that sound like surprise the dog into the attention. Ah, startle it as you toss it and freeze. So invade personal space simultaneously. Toss it. And I don't want you to raise your hand because, you know, I don't want the dog to be scared or something. I want to just startle. So use this as a 
freeze a bit down. It's toss it, make the noise, freeze. The dog will just, just backs up and you say now, remember like I said, doggy mom bite, doggy mom leak. She doesn't hold the grudges. Say good boy and give him some treats and be done with this. If you're going to do it, if you're not going to test you three, four times, you're going to jump on someone and three, four times in the right time consecutively, you will correct him for that. It's going to stop. But you know what, uh, Melanie, we can always stop the dog from doing something bad by correcting, but it's not going to make his life more uh, better and we're not going to eliminate the cause of this problem because um, every behavior problem in the dog world uh, just reflect a couple of things and the major of is just lack of structures meeting his physical mental and social needs please two times per day get him in your, in, in your backyard do obedience training uh, do uh, physical training as far as toss the ball make the dog run back and forth make the dog be tired tired dog is the good dog tired kids sleep well thank you Melanie for well your thank question. you that's absolutely fascinating thank you so much and thank you Howard Judy it's love. been great thank you very thank much you. for calling one eight six. 405-8405 is the number. Or you can email us your questions at yourvoice at animalradio.com. Your DVD, where can we get it? The DVD people can get it from controlyourpet.com www.controlyourpet.com Not just kissing and, kissing and hugging people. I wish it would be enough. If the kissing and hugging would be enough, my business would not be thriving. The world famous Russian dog wizard Vlade is on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Designed to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. The California Bald Eagle Recovery Program. I'm Jan Sluzer in San Francisco, where the Eagle Conservation Program is flying high. Big news, nation. As many of you know, the San Francisco Zoo is naming a bald eagle after me. And last night, Stephen Jr. hatched. That's right. I'm a daddy again. Who wants a cigar? Stephen Colbert of Comedy Central's Colbert Rapport. Stephen Jr. is one of a hundred bald eagle chicks hatched over the past 20 years as part of the California Bald Eagle Recovery Program. A captive breeding program at the San Francisco Zoo with the specific intention of providing eaglets for reintroduction programs in the state of California. Zoo curator John Aiken says 90 eagles have been released back in the wild over the past 20 years and he's thrilled to be part of the program. These are eagles. They're amazing. These guys hatch and they're like little dinosaurs you know, with little pudgy toes and claws and then they grow up to be dragons. And to watch a creature like that is phenomenal. And to see them flying in nature is something that everybody should experience. Aiken says so far this year, out of 14 fertile eagle eggs laid, 12 chicks have hatched. Stephen Colbert deserves to have an eagle named after him because he's hysterical. He's this funny parody on right-wingism in the United States, and the bald eagle is our national symbol. He's got this cheesy graphic of this bald eagle flying through the show that, that comes back up that all, makes you all laugh. And so it's just a wonderful thing to name an eagle after him, and it's so thrilling for us that he's accepted this honor and has made so much fun out of it. The zoo's California Bald Eagle Recovery Program is the only large-scale captive breeding program for bald eagles in the United States. 
Jan Sluzer, San Francisco. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles, leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Here's your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Christopher! Yes, that is me. Do you like to be called Christopher? Chris, what do you like? Now that I'm a professional photographer, I'm Christopher. Christopher, it has that artistic... (laughs) And the other way, the the only other time anybody ever called me Christopher is when my ex-girlfriends or my mom got mad at me and they were, (laughs) Christopher, come over here. (laughs) We sort of do the same things. We get celebrities on the show every week, and we, we talk about their bond and uh, get into their heads about their pets. And you go out, and you actually get into their houses, and you photograph them. I think some of the photographs are phenomenal. Thank you. You've created your own niche. Now, how does one get started in something like this? You just run into Janine Garofalo on the street in Sunset Boulevard, and she sparks an idea on you. Is that really what happened? That's really what happened. You know, I was I, I, I had grown up, I was in a rock and roll band all my life with my three biological brothers uh-huh. and um, I knew nothing but music and then in the late 80s early 90s I moved out to California with uh, a girlfriend of mine and then the band started to fall apart you know because the grunge movie music came in and we just didn't fit anymore uh-huh. and you know lo and behold I found myself working a regular job as a personal assistant to someone in Beverly Hills wow. and every day I would walk around and I'd see these celebrities walking their dogs and I would see Janine Garofalo all the time and I said wow it'd be really nice if someone took some photographs of them and just kind of put it in a nice book, but, you know, outside of what we usually see them on television. And then I approached Janine one day in the street, and I proposed to her first, and then <laughs> and then I asked, I said, hey, I have a nice, an idea for a book, and I'd love to uh, photograph you. And she said, yeah, she said, sounds great. She said, meet me at the park tomorrow. And then after that, it was just, it was history. I just had that one image that I wanted to show around, and then for the next two and a half years, I just walked up to celebrities and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, it was it was interesting because um, I was told it'd be impossible. You'd never get celebrities to shoot with you. You're not a professional photographer. And um, I had a friend of mine one day who is, uh, has been in the business for years. Uh, she said to me, uh, well, you're not a professional photographer. What makes you think you'll get a book published? And I said, what is professional anyway? <laughs> you know, what, what, define professional photographer to me, you know. So, but I just, that, that drove me even more. And, uh, you know, two and a half years later, I had a book of over 90 celebrities, A-list people from Kate Hudson to Julianne Moore, James Caan. And I put my first book out. Well, you know, I find that uh, trying to get to the celebrities is sometimes hard, but the minute you let them talk about their animals, they just open up. Yes, they open up because it's their animals. But they also, if you do it the right way, and, you know, I'm a, I would consider myself a likable guy, and just walking up to them and trying to bypass the whole 
root of publicists and agents and managers and just kind of hit them right away and get a commitment from them, and that's pretty much how I did it. Now, did you do it, uh, did you approach them while they had their animals, or you just approached them and asked them if Not really. Could... I mean, I just, you know, if I saw, so I did a lot of mingling that, those two years. I went out uh-huh. to parties, and, you know, I'd see people sitting in restaurants, and I would walk up to them. You know, I'd wait till the right time, and, you know, funny story is, uh, you know Vincent Charvelli, who is the, the, he's such a famous character actress. He just died recently. He was in um, uh, Ghost. He was the, the, the crazy-looking guy on the train, you know, get off my train. <laughs> and he was such an interesting character, and I saw him sitting outside of a pizza place one day, and I just walked up to him, and I said, Vincent, I'm a fan of yours, and this is what I'm doing. He said, do you have any pets? And he says, I have goldfish. <laughs> so, and, you know, I went to his house and took the goldfish and put it in a bowl and put his face up to the bowl, and it was one of my favorite photos. Has anyone ever said, no, I don't want you photographing my pets? Yeah, there was a couple of people. George Clooney was one of them. George Clooney was very personal with his pig. Um, you know, if you've noticed, the only photo of George and his pig has been running around from, like, the early 80s. And, he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he looks really young, and there's one picture of him by his car. And he has never let anybody else photograph him with his pig. And, you know, and that was one of the people that was, you know, was constantly brought up. Hey, when are you going to shoot George Clooney and his pig? And <laughs> that just didn't happen. But, you know, it's very rare that, uh, you know, people say no. I mean, I, I've had, you know, I think at this point now I have uh, a decent enough name where people are like, oh, yeah, I know Chris's work, and I'd love to shoot with him. And, and you know, I'm flattered that I've, I've reached that point. We actually, uh, I think it was Doris Day, refused to tell us about her pets. Really? Which I, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, she was afraid, you know, that too much information, security. they might be kidnapped or something. So, something yes. like that, I yeah. guess. Well, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that, I, I'm an animal lover, and, and that's one of the things that I give back. You know, I recently started my own pet magazine, Paw Print, and um, one of the, th- the reasons why I started this, because I've been shooting so many covers for magazines, and I've made so many of the pet magazines successful with my work by bringing them the talent, giving them the beautiful covers, giving them the great articles. And in basically what was happening is I was finding that they were avoiding the important issues, and they were just all worried about the fluff and what's the most expensive thing you bought for your dog, and, you know. <laughs> and it just my heart is in, it, in, in a different place. I want to help the animal world, and by using the celebrity and bring them in, they can get a message out. I have people like Pamela Anderson and Nicolette Sheridan and, and now the girls next door, and, and they do these PSAs and these public service announcements that really get out a great issue, and one of the big issues is pet theft. You know, two million pets are stolen each year. People are not even aware of this, and they're, they're, they're blown away. They say, a pet, my pet could be stolen. What do they do with it? Well, A, it goes to a Class B dealer and it's used for breeding, or B, it goes to a lab for research. Mm-hmm. And it's a really tough thing and you know so when you have people like Pamela Anderson posing with her dog and you put those messages up you know you get you get worldwide publicity for it sure. and, and that's what I'm doing we're with Christopher Amoruso who's uh, made a wonderful career out of photographing celebrities and their pets I understand you have a uh, in touch column that's uh, you can actually see pictures every week stars yes. and pets I've been doing that for it's going on five years now I was uh, I approached in touch when I first started up um, pitched them the page they loved it and it's been going and it's one of the most popular pages in in touch magazine it's called stars and their pets and you'll see a little photo of me of me up in the corner with my little girl Stella Blue <laughs> and uh, we feature different celebrities every I mean you know it's positive it's positive uh, it's positive publicity uh-huh. and uh, like you know like you said at the beginning is that people open up when it comes to their pets so what type of pets do you have at home I have a Chinese crested her name is Stella Blue <laughs> and I had a parrot for 15 years who died last year who uh-huh. uh, we missed dearly 
and um, you know, but they're they become your life. I mean, uh, anybody who's an, an animal lover or an owner or a pet owner knows that they become a part of your life. Now, I don't know if this has happened yet or is going to happen. The Osborne's pets. That's done. That was uh, yes. When the Osborne show was in their prime, I did. Uh, I was the official family pet photographer, and um, and if you remember from the show, the staircase with all the, the photos lined up on the wall of the animals were all my. It was all my work. And then MTV Books, Pocket Books, put out a small book of uh, all of the pets at home with the Osbournes, and that was all my work. Taking pictures of pets is uh, kind of a tricky thing to do. Do you have any tips for us amateur photographers? I do. And, okay. you know, it's interesting because um, because of my paw print magazine, I have now started my own. I have on, on demand on Comcast Cable a pet channel. Uh-huh. And you can see the behind the scenes of my work on the photo shoots for Paw Print Magazine, as well as tutorials and photo tips on for the amateur photographer how to take pictures of your pets. And a couple of quick ones that I would like to emphasize on right away is okay. the first thing is get down to the animal's level. Get down on the ground. Don't stand up and point the camera down at them. Just lie down on the ground and get right in their face. It makes it more personal. It makes you feel like you're there with the animal. Mm-hmm. The second thing is don't use a flash. Take them outside. Put them in natural sunlight. You know, if it's a bright day, you go under a shaded tree and you shoot under the tree. Because animals' eyes, when you shoot with a flash, they always look horrible. Mm-hmm. And there's no way around that. Now, it's a little bit harder if you have a cat and you don't want to bring them out. So you just find a room in your house that's really bright and don't use the flash. And then the third thing is just use a little squeaky toy. Don't let them see it. Something maybe they never heard before. Mm-hmm. And keep it in your hand. And just before you're ready to shoot the, your photo, just squeak it very slightly. And you'll get them to look at you. And you'll get <laughs> that surprise look. And it's just it, it always works. I use that all the time. And, you know, that works for at least the first 15 to 20 shots. And then they get used to it. And they're like, okay, I'm bored with that. <laughs> Let me give out the website. It's www.pawprintmag.com. Pawprintmag.com, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Yes, I have one more question. Yes. At the beginning of the interview, you said you proposed to Janine Garofalo, but you never told us if she accepted. She laughed, so she never said yes, so she never said no. So, so it's still out there. It's still, it's still really out there, is. you know. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I can revisit that some, at some point. Any day she could call you up and say, you know, I've given it some thought, yes. Christopher. Uh, We thank you so much for spending time with us today. No, thank you guys for having me, and I'd love to join you again. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. (laughs) Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay in neuter. If there was only one vitamin supplement you could take, what do you think it should be? Green tea. Green tea is widely known as one of the most powerful antioxidants in the world. Green tea has been used in China as a medicine for over 4,000 years. And taking green tea has been researched and is well documented to help lower cholesterol, reduce the risk of cancer, help with weight loss, and even slow down arthritis. Of course, results may vary and you should always consult your healthcare professional before taking any supplement. But you should add this powerful antioxidant green tea to your daily diet. And if you Call now to order and buy two months. We'll give you the third month for free. Your order comes with a money-back guarantee. So call now. 800-819-8315. 800-819-8315. Call right now. Buy two months of green tea and get one free. 800-819-8315 or visit airtimestore.com. 
Global Pet Finder is the world's first GPS location device for pets. Simply attach Global Pet Finder to your pet's collar and you can monitor your dog's location 24-7. Use our geofence feature or simply dial found from your wireless device. And every three minutes, Global Pet Finder will send you a message with your pet's exact location. For more information, visit us at www.globalpetfinder.com and find peace of mind today. Welcome back to Animal Radio. Definitely not the worst pet talk on air. Hey, I think we do pretty good. Like I said, not the worst. Okay. We're here to celebrate our pets every weekend. We thank you for joining us. Hopefully you're sitting there with your pet right now. You can give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. Now, does that spell anything? We've been trying to figure out, does that spell anything? Because that's a long, hard number to remember. The only thing I can come up with is Gaflugana. Gaflugana. Yeah, and that's a tough one. (laughs) How do you spell Gaflugana? I don't know. What does it even start with? I have no clue. (laughs) I think that's a K there. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Animal Radio. Hello. Hi. Yes, I wonder if you could tell me, do you know if it is, have, has it been made a, a law now? If it's against the law to abandon your animals, for example, when people leave their apartments, they abandon their, leave, leave behind their cats or their dogs. Well, there's the Animal Welfare Act, which uh, is not actually new, but it is. Uh, you can read about it and go to Google and Google the Animal Welfare Act. It is a national law and it is illegal to do that. It is illegal. It is illegal. Why? What's going on? Well, I live in an apartment complex. I'm a senior. Uh, It's happened everywhere I live in apartments. People move and they live mainly their cats behind. Mm -hmm. And presently, I got involved feeding these two kittens that are about six, five or six months old. And I was doing it secretly, but with the intention of of getting them to uh, get to know me and have confidence in me so that I could eventually maybe approach them and Mm -hmm. maybe pick them up to take them down to the Humane Society. And I have not been successful yet, but during the meantime, uh, one of the neighbors accidentally told the office on me and now I've got the office. They sent me a warning notice. Oh. Yeah, so... Uh, and the warning notice says at the end that this could could cause uh, a termination yeah, of your sure. residency. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow I'm going to um, talk with the manager and see if uh, if she can help me with this. How do you suggest I approach this with her? I'm going to talk with her tomorrow. I'm really, I'm really upset about it. And but I just can't stop feeding these kittens. I, you know. I know how you feel. Now there's a no pet policy where you live. No pet policy, except that they, when I moved in, it did say. Now I have my cats are indoor cats. Uh-huh. They don't go out. And these cats, they go out. Uh, they were abandoned. I think one of them, uh, the first one, 
that's how it started with one by the a young woman downstairs who has a little kid mm-hmm. and the kid I, apparently asked for a cat because she sees my cats upstairs mm-hmm. and I, I imagine that she got the cat and then decided oh this is I can't be bothered with the cat and she dumped the cat I, I know that the cat came from her apartment downstairs and it's been outside for a couple of months and then about two months ago another uh, kitten about the same age was either dropped off by her because they probably thought I was feeding they saw that the cat was getting fed mm-hmm. it was there a Siamese tabby cat so there are the two of them out there now and I feed them quietly secretly at night but then like I said the neighbor Mm-hmm. Accidentally, I call it accidentally, spilled the beans on me. Otherwise, nobody would never have known. Well, if you can't get them into your apartment and uh, do that with the manager's permission, I, I don't I don't know what to suggest. I would call the local shelter and tell them about these animals. There's really nothing the law can do. You're not going to make anybody who doesn't want their animal to even treat their animal nice. So it's... Uh, it's sort of one of those situations. You'll have to either work with a manager or a local shelter yeah, to get those animals. I couldn't work with her on it, but I just wanted to know uh, if that were if there is such a law, yeah, just so I can mention it during yeah, my conversation with that's her. That's neglect. It, it's neglect. It's hard to enforce, especially if the people have moved on. If you don't know where they're at, it's yes. hard to prove that they were their cats. Uh, yes. Yeah, if you work together with your landlord, contact your local shelter or humane society. They might be able to come out. They have humane traps. They may be able to catch these cats. Where are you at? I'm in Santa Maria, California. Santa Maria, okay. Yeah. Maybe we can try to find some resources for you in the Santa Maria area. That would be wonderful because I'm, I'm really upset about it because someone sure. told me that I could get I could get a termination notice. Oh, well, you don't want that. No. No, you don't want but that. But at the same time, how can I just suddenly I know, stop? I know, I know, I know. You know how many studio cats we have? I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I we have so many. Uh, just every cute little face that comes by the studio suddenly uh, becomes a, a part of the family here. So I understand. Oh, and I'm alone in this. I have nobody to, to share this with me or to discuss it with me. And I've been making all kinds of phone calls, but I, I can't find any help or from anyone. And I had your number in my book because oh, I good. listened to uh, Animal Radio on Sundays. Sunday nights on KSMA. Is that right? KSMA. KSMA. Very right. Good. Santa Maria, right. And I saw that number just now, and I said, oh, another number. I haven't called him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I I'm so desperate for help. Okay, well, we, we have a lot of resources. We know a lot of people, and Judy is very connected here, and she will uh, help you find some resources in the Santa Maria area that oh, might be able to help and uh, come out and take care. Did you yeah. say you have any animals now? I have my own cat, And yes. what And what kind of cat is that? I have uh, my, my cat, you mean? Yes. I have um, a Siamese cat, uh-huh. they're tender, the older cats, and um, a black, um, she looks like a Persian mix, she's also 10 or 11 years old, and I found uh, another uh, uh, kitty cat, which I didn't tell them, but I gave them $500 deposit for my two cats You're when I deposit, moved in, yeah. and I have Timmy, he's a Maine Coon tabby, which I found him, he was also abandoned. And that, I see so many of them around here. Well, we're going to send some kitty toys, maybe a paw breaker or two. That's one of those catnip toys. Your way for the cats, okay? Thank you so much. I don't want you to hang up because I want you to okay. get on the phone with Judy here. Okay. And she can get a little bit of information. Okay, thank you. What was your name again? My, na- my name's Hal. Hal. Yes. Okay, Hal. My name is Marlena. My, Marlena? Yes. Marlena. Marlena. How pretty. Thank, thank you so you. much for listening to Animal Radio. Okay, wonderful. I enjoy it every, every Sunday. There you go, 1-866-405-8405. 
if you're just looking for a number to call. <laughs> it's active all week. And in fact, if you're new to Animal Radio, you can get fresh Animal Radio streaming online 24-7 at AnimalRadio.com. Also on your cell phone by texting ANIMAL to 27627. And remember to spay or neuter, always adopt, and never to claw. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.